Good day, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. This podcast, as you probably already have surmised, is primarily for believers in Jesus Christ. I feel like my my um, calling that the Lord has given me um, is to, or at least one aspect of it, is to be a teacher of God's Word and to um, help um, other believers um, and help myself too as as we as we grow together. Um, and I call it growing in your knowing. The last thing um, Peter wrote in uh, his second epistle, one, his very last words, really, before he went to be with the Lord, was was that um, he he uh, encourages us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory forever, Amen. And so we, as we as we get to know Jesus, we get to grow in Jesus. So I say we we are growing in our knowing <laughs> together. So that's kind of what this podcast is about. And um, faith is really not something we can conjure up. Faith, as as you know, is the one thing, the only thing that pleases God. It says uh, in Hebrews eleven six, which I really hammer in on this podcast. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone, um, you have to not only believe that God exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And uh, faith is really um, knowing that God is able and that God is faithful. That's faith, is knowing that he that began a good work in you when he saved you is going to complete it. And we're all works in progress. We should all have orange uh, cones around us like a construction site or <laughs> some, some warning tape to let people know that we're growing, right? And the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 13 that we know in part, but then we shall know in full. And that uh, uh, I think it's 1 John um, chapter 3 says, you know, that 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 now we are the sons of God, but it doesn't yet appear what we shall be. But when he appears, we, sa- we shall know him. We shall see him as he is and, and we'll also be fully known. So right now we're just, we're just knowing God in part. But think of this, um, eternal life, Jesus said in, in his prayer in, in John 17, um, verse three, he said eternal, and this was his prayer to the father, um, he said, Father, you know, grant them eternal life. And eternal life is this, is to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. We're literally going to be spending eternity unpacking the God because he's, he's, um, he's infinite. He's, he's, um, you, you, we're never going to be able to un, unpack all of God because he, he has no end. It's absolutely amazing to think about that we're actually going to need a new glorified body, which the Bible says we get when we lay these old bodies down. And we also get a new soul, which is our, our mind, our imagination, our emotional, our, you know, our emotional realm, our will, uh, or what you could say our personality. We, we, don't, we, we have a rejuvenation or let's say like an extreme spiritual makeover to our soul, our personhood. We, we never cease to exist um, as far as who we are and our personality, you're going to be the same. You're going to recognize yourself when you cross over into glory. You're going to be the same person, the personality that God gave you or your soul, but it needs an extreme makeover because as, as I've taught before, we're three parts, we're spirit, soul, and body. And the only part of us that has already been perfected is our spirit. It says that we've, 
you know, when we put our faith in Christ, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise and that God has shed his love abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit who he's given us. Or 1 Corinthians six seventeen, he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. But our soul and our body or what the Bible refers to as our, our flesh, those other two parts of us are, are, are growing and being refined um, as we delete the old things in our mind and let God program his word into our minds. Um, we we um, are slowly seeing who we are in the spiritual realm. But, but uh, anyway, I hope that helps. My message today, I really um, excited about this. It's um, it's called living with a fake ID, and I think I've done something similar to this. So I may change the title if I already have done this. But I think it's just something that's so vital today, um, not only in the body of Christ but in this world in general, because you know all there's eight billion people on the planet right now, and every one of us on this planet is is somebody valuable to God, someone created in the image of God. And what the devil has done is he's just marred our identification, our ID. People don't really know. They're so confused in their identity. They don't even know if they're a boy or a girl. And you can see that that's just demonic to the core. We're created in the image of God. We're not supposed to be confused about our gender or who we are. But it's just so sick and so so evil. And it's causing so much confusion, especially to kids. And um, we know it's the devil because only the devil would just attack the children the way they're being attacked today in their minds. And um, so I think the way to get free from this is to get a real ID to see who we are in Christ. And for those of us uh, who are believers, I think we can, we can embrace this, we can learn this, and then we can display it to this lost and dying world. So um, I just ask you this question to start off this message do you see yourself as God sees you according to his word? Or do you see yourself according to your flesh? You know, your actions and your, your um, you know, your unrenewed mind and your, and your actions in your body. Do you see yourself, you know, um, are you always looking at the negative or are you looking at God's word and seeing what he says about you? I'm going to hit you with some scriptures that will really encourage you. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians verse 5, 16, and 17. And Paul admonishes us in, in that uh, verse. He says, um, <clears throat> he says, from now on, from now on, that means from this day forward, from this moment forward, we regard no man according to his flesh. Even though we regarded Christ that way, right? According to his flesh, we do so no more. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then it goes on to say that he did this because we're his ambassadors. We're showing or displaying Christ in us through our spiritual union with him. And so we're walking in the spirit. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The only problem we have as believers is our flesh. So I just say, let's forget the flesh and let's see who we are in the spirit. James uh, 1 verse 23, I think it is, talks about looking in the perfect law of liberty. It's talking about God's word in that context. And it talks about looking in your spiritual mirror. And it says, don't, don't be like a man who looks in the mirror and forgets who he is and then walks away and for, forgets who he is, who his identification is. We look in the spiritual mirror, the word of God, and it tells us 
that we're new creations. We've been made new. We've been born again. Unless a man be born again, Jesus said, he can't see the kingdom of heaven. He can't live out the kingdom of heaven. John 3, 6, Jesus says what's... what's uh, let me read that to you because I want to make sure I got the order right. It's uh, John 3, 6, and this is where um, Jesus is uh, t- talking to Nicodemus, the Pharisee. He sneaks to him. I call it Nick at night. <laughs> he comes and sees him at night. So this is the Nick at night chapter. But Jesus says, I'll start in John 3, 3. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Kind of a dumb question for for one of the leaders of Israel, but it just tells you how stupid religion is. Uh, Jesus answered, and he says again, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you be born of water and of the spirit, you cannot enter in the kingdom of God. That, this this is three, six. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. So as a born again believer, God wants us to live out of our spiritual union with him. God is a spirit. John 4, 2, 4. Jesus taught the woman at the well. God is a spirit. And those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship him with our little spirit, with a little s. You'll see that in the Bible a lot. And we worship his big spirit with a big s. He's the head honcho, and we are his children. We are his offspring. We are his laborers. Um, And we are like him. And we're being conformed, as the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we behold the beauty of Jesus, we're being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So the transformation is not even being done by us. It's being done by the Spirit of God. We just have to show up. Isn't that great? With faith, all we have to do is show up and God will show out. I think that's awesome, man. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It's so funny because it says it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Salvation's a free gift. It's not by works, lest any man should boast, it says. And then it goes on to talk Almost it sounds like he goes right into works. He just says, it's by grace you're saved through faith. It's not of yourself, like you didn't do anything to deserve it. It's a gift of God. It's not by works, so no one can boast. Like, hey, I worked for it. I earned my salvation. And then the next verse, it says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And that's, isn't that something? It says it's not by works, and then it says we're created for works. The difference is, We can't do any works in and of ourselves. We're just an instrument in God's hand. We're a tool. We're a sword in God's hand. We're a, you know, we are, he is the potter. We are the clay. And he will mold us and make us into the image of Jesus. It's his idea to do this. It's only his power that can change us. It's only his power that can sanctify us. It's only his power that can make something beautiful out of our broken lives. Isn't that something? We are his workmanship. You're a tool in the you're a tool in the master's hand. Do you believe that? Only comes by faith. You have to believe it. I'm going to close with what I started with, 2 Peter 
and I call it growing in your knowing. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. I hope this really has sunk in today. I I really encourage you to go and look up some scriptures that show you who you are in your new spiritual union with Christ. I think we can... I think we can pull this world out of its tailspin by displaying Christ in us. Colossians 1-2-7 says it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Romans 8 says that, I think it's in verse 22-23, says that all of creation groans in anticipation of the sons of God to be revealed. Everybody's looking for Jesus, and they're only going to find him in us when we wake up and see who we are in Christ. Have a blessed day, brothers and sisters.